Straight Talk Uncut. Hey, what's up, everybody? This is Tellus, back with another edition of Straight Talk Uncut. And this episode is being recorded on June 21st, 2016. And the quote for this episode goes like this Whatever you do will be insignificant, but it is very, very important that you do it. Again, whatever you do will be insignificant, but it is very important that you do it. And that's by Gandhi. And this is something that over the time of um, me watching so many documentaries and now I'm actually um, finishing another season of Art 2021, Art in the 21st Century, which was a uh, PBS publication. I, I don't, I'm not sure if it's still running, but I know on Amazon Prime, they have about five seasons of it. Um, I watched the first two, I think I watched the first two seasons on Netflix. And then when, you know, when they were done, when Netflix didn't, it didn't return um, Amazon Prime. Or maybe I started out on Amazon Prime. I can't remember. But it, it, it's an awesome public uh, television show. Um, because it, it dives into art in general. Not, not any specific. I mean, it goes... Stuff that I can watch fully through and stuff I can't. Like uh, today, <laughs> to, this morning... And I, I usually watch them while I'm on the treadmill. And this morning was the first time... Maybe the second time that I had to fast forward through one of the uh, one of the little um, uh, sequences. It, it normally each show is is composed of five different profiles, four or five different profiles of different artists. And um, this morning, there was this one. There was this one uh, profile. It, it was actually two artists at the same time, and it was just. It, it, it was distress, you know. They they would like talk and finish each other's like sentences, and it was. I, I just couldn't concentrate, you know. It, it took up. It took away from the normal theme. But my, my uh, I, I, I kind of went on a tangent. But um, it, it's it's very. If you can get it, if you have it on Prime, I, they they have little um, little clips of it on YouTube, like one two minute clips of it on YouTube that you can watch. But um, what I noticed is no, no matter what sort of artist they're profiling, what I've noticed is, um, first of all, well, two things I noticed. <laughs> I, I know I'm kind of rambling, but two things I noticed. The first one is um, a lot of artists, a lot of these artists, like a, a big majority of these artists that they profile they don't have one um, specialty, you know what I mean? Like, it it start off like this morning. It started off with this guy, one of one of the profiles with this guy, doing like uh, animation, like like uh, motion, like sort of this motion, still motion type type things to where he would turn. Um, these cutouts into motion 
sort of like paper art mixed with motion, you know, like video and stuff like that, mixed with sound. He had this girl from Cape Town, this opera singer, had beautiful voice, beautiful, beautiful voice. And I, I normally can't listen to opera, but I could listen to this girl's voice, this lady's voice all day. And he mixed that with his motion pictures, right? And so I'm thinking, oh, he's like a motion picture artist or like a, you know, filmmaker, small animated filmmaker. But then it goes to this other stuff he's doing, like these sculptures and these other things. And he, he you know, it wasn't like one, one thing that he was associated with doing. Matter of fact, it, that's when I noticed, like when the next profile came up, I noticed when they when they show the name of the artist they don't say like such and such artist um you know like show the name and then say photographer or sculptor they just show his name and then i and i i see now that that's not you know that's that, that wasn't that's just based on what i what i've noticed that like there's no one type of art you can associate with them and everything they do it has a point to it but not once do they do they talk about fin financial like gain or not once do they sort of hype themselves up as their art being being bigger than what you know there's no ego behind it. it you know when they talk they only it's really really like even though they're being profiled it's almost like they're having a conversation with themselves they're not trying to get anyone to uh buy into what they're doing now once have i come across um anyone that seems like that and i and i and that's i, I guess that's why i can continue watching because a lot of times i'm watching some documentary or something about art or something about uh, creativity and if the person seems like it's like he's trying to get someone to buy into it into what they're doing to me it just seems like i don't know i can't sometimes some stuff i can't get past but you know i had actually this quote actually um enforce my what i was thinking you know what i've what i've been thinking what i've been coming to the conclusion of as i've been listening to more podcasts and watching more documentaries and things like this like what you're doing as a creative it's really, it's really, no, I mean, it's not profound. Nobody's doing anything profound. Because in this world of gadgetry, gadgetry, in this world of technology, in this world of short attention spans, no no one gives a sh no one really cares about art. Like, even, even like, and this is totally just me, my, my theory, my opinion. Even like uh, when you hear about these pieces of art that's been sold for millions of dollars, these I don't think it's about the, the art per se, like visually or the creative part. I think it's just about owning that thing. I, I think that's what it comes down to when, when you hear of these big, these collections, you know, these people with these awesome collections. I think it's, it's, a, it's just about owning these things i don't think it's about the art i don't think it's about the the uh art for art's sake you know in a sense 
So when I when I read this quote this morning, it's like, yeah, ain't it? Whatever you're doing, you you have to do it just because you want to do it. You have to do it for no other reason other than you wanting to do it. And I think that's that that is what will make you continue to do it. You know, when people when you hear people getting burnt out, I think that getting burnt out a lot of times. I at least I know in my opinion, in my in my own personal experience the times I got burnt out is because I wasn't seeing some sort of result that I was thinking I was supposed to see you know what I mean like especially creatively I wasn't seeing some sort of result and especially like if if you're doing it as your sole um, form of income which is you know just almost preposterous in these in these days if you're doing something that's totally on your own you know quote fine art um meaning you're not you're not doing your you're not doing your creativity or working for someone and using your creativity is totally on uh an artistic basis and then you're expecting to make an income from it that i think that's harder to sustain I mean it's not I think that's obvious that that's harder to sustain than you just doing it because you want to do it and not even putting like a label on it or anything like it's still your creativity you're still an artist but and even if you don't want to use the word hobbyist I think that's a lot of time where someone is really passionate about what they're doing I think when you put the label hobbyist on it kind of diminishes it so they think you know well if i made an income from it then i won't be seen as a hobbyist that's kind of like the ego too coming into play so i think if you just do it you, you know you don't let if someone else wants to label it yeah label whatever that's them but you're not you're not there's no pressure to label it there's no pressure to um to have some sort of motive to do it other than your own enjoyment. And then, you know, down the line, just let just let whatever happened to it happen to it. You know what I mean? Like, I, I came to that conclusion when I was really, really trying to make this social media stuff, when I was trying to find a reason to use it and stuff like that. Now I'm at the point, you know, I'm like, I post my pics of, pics of the day on my website, and I'm, I'm just fine. I'm fine with that. If no one ever sees it, I'm, I'm just, I came to the conclusion that all this other stuff is, is just a distraction. Um, and, and even though I know how it can benefit, I know, I see, I've read stories, I know how it can benefit. But if it doesn't resonate with me, I just, it's just a distraction. Maybe I may wake up one day and, it, and I just say, oh, I get it. And just start using it. Whatever the new, you know, uh, social media thing is, you know, I may I may want to use to to to, to uh, get my work out there or, or to show. But uh, no, I, you know, it, it doesn't work for me. I, I have other stuff that I'm working on that makes more sense to me, and it's, it resonates more with the the way I <laughs> the way I view art in the way I uh, consume a lot of stuff so I think that's what I'm gonna focus on like the stuff that makes sense to me um, whether or not it is obvious that it works and, and is obvious that 
people people have used it in other ways. I, I can't I can't you know that's the other side of that. Like um, if it don't make sense to you, you can either do it or don't do it. That's it. There's no in between. You can't otherwise it's just going to end up hindering your uh, the effectiveness because you're going to be distracted trying to you know trying to use it. But it doesn't make sense, but you're using it because everybody else says it makes sense. And it's just going to be a distraction to you. So. All right. So the pick of the day that I posted for the day was. Uh, oh, well, actually, let me let me tell you the backstory. So Father's Day weekend was was last weekend, the 19th. Um, and normally we would do a Father's Day hike. We would do uh, the week prior. We do the uh, Ringling Brothers Barnum and Bailey Circus, which I talked about here, it was it wasn't all that this year. Um, and then we'll do on on like Father's Day, we do a Father's Day hike. But this year, you know, they everybody asked me, you know, did we want to do that? Did I want to do the hike? Uh, and I, I did want to do the hike, but I, you know, I was like, you know, let's let's do something a little bit differently that the whole family could could enjoy. You know, I don't want to like. Um, put them through something that they wouldn't enjoy so we decided to drive up to the summit of Pikes Peak Pikes Peak Mountain um, and this was something that uh, like I've I've been up th- I've been up there on the there's a cog train that goes there and I, that experience wasn't all that great you know the the train is slow you don't is you don't really see in the scenery because it comes it comes up like a kind of like an obscure side of the mountain it's not all that visual um and then the other thing about that train is the exhaust it's like you can't it's hard it's hard to breathe it's not like a the, the, the seats are like it's like riding in the old bus down like a really really bad road um so you know that was the only experience i had going up to the summit and then that time i went on the cog train when i got to the summit it was doing you know it was during the time of the year where uh the the the, the weather was sort of out of season even for colorado and it was I remember having to wear a big old coat and hat and everything. So when we got to the top, you couldn't even see anything. It was it was it was it was uh, cloudy, it was fo- foggy, it was snowing. Um, so we decided to drive up and I got to tell you, uh, the, the roads are, are paved going up there now. It, it's a nice drive. There's plenty of scenery stops where you can pull over you know and um and it was a blast and i actually thought of a a project you know i was like i gotta i gotta come back up here because it's just not enough time especially with you when you with family i could spend the whole day because there's really no um you know what i mean as 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 long as you're you're adventurous there's no as far as i could tell there's there was no like anything off limits you know <laughs> you could pretty much go wherever you wanted to go which which is scary and kind of exciting at the same time because you can get those non-touristy shots you know what i mean like you can get the shots like if you if you go up there and spend like a day uh 
uh, like once a week for like a year. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like go up there, you can you could get uh, some something different every time. Like there was just so many shots that I I uh, I saw or I thought about as I was leaving. I was like, you know what? I could have did this and did that, but. Um, so the one I posted today, that was this. I, I, I'm, I, I'm usually not a fan of dogs being off leash. I, I usually can't stand when somebody have their dogs off the leash. But there was this guy, this family. They, they were foreign from um, somewhere England, somewhere. I mean, uh, some yeah, somewhere overseas, uh, somewhere from the UK. Uh, I'm just going by the accent. But they had like this husky beautiful beautiful dog nicest dog and 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 um so he was just running around i actually got a couple shots of him when he came to me and i pet him and but he was just moving so fast and i was shooting i was trying to get a shot with him shot of him with my uh i, I took the zeiss icon up there and that's still a camera that i'm just still getting used to because it's a you know it's a scale focusing camera and um, and I was using, I started off using Sunny 16 because I mean the sun, is you right on the sun up there. Matter of fact, my wife she got sunburn. Um, but it, it was open skies, the sun is right down. So I was like, you know what? I'm just gonna use Sunny 16. I had some, uh, the I bought like five, five rolls of uh, this film from. 120 film from B&H it was uh, I think it's like the artist Artista something like that and it was just um, 100 speed film black and white and and so you know I, I figured instead of me fumbling around because I had like a couple different cameras with me I had of course my K3 my you know my my sure shot my K3 I had the uh, Pentex um IQ zoom with me because I wanted to finish up that roll. I, I got, I think I like got like five more shots on it, and I had a full roll of uh, on a full roll of, uh, on the on the uh, Zeiss Icon, which only gives me about eight shots because it's like a six by nine format. Um, and then I had my backup, my, one of my Franken cameras that the the Land camera uh, 80A that I converted to a 120 as a as a backup i think i have uh hp5 in that one so you know because I, I wasn't sure what i wanted to get and um and so i ended up finishing a roll of from the from the uh the zeiss icon and i processed that last night so i'm gonna i'm gonna digitize that today um but that the the, the pick of the day that i posted today was from the k3 I mean that camera, you know, it, it's just. Uh, of course, I converted that to black and white. I converted that using uh, Silver effects. and the only thing I did, I converted. I mean, the, the, it was the 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 shot was awesome, you know, even in color. Um, only thing I did was uh, just gave it a little more of a peak on the histogram, you know, uh, as far as um, as far as tonal range. You know, I just peeked it out a little bit, and then I uh, I, I did a double layer, um, a multiply layer, and then just used the gradient fill to um, 
to to give it a more to give to give the foreground a little more light. That was that was it. I didn't even I didn't even sharpen it. <laughs> I didn't even do my. I usually do a over a high pass sharpen. Uh, you know, a two layer high pass sharpen, and then use a like a soft um, soft light or overlay over it before I post it. I didn't even do that. One one reason is because I totally forgot. I forgot to do it. Uh, you know, when I posted it, I, I was like, oh, you know what? I didn't even sharpen it. So, but it, it's it looks fine at the resolution that is at. Um, I usually post my post those pics of the days at twelve hundred. 1200 pixels uh, on the on the longest side at 72 dpi so but anyway so that that picture what happened was there was this there was this rock rock that uh it, it like being up there is just scary because there's no like there's no barriers to to stop you from just falling off the edge of the world you know just falling off the cliff there's no barriers or nothing and I wanted to give a sense of that in that picture. I wanted to give a all, all the pictures that I was shooting up there. Some did I did better. Some I didn't use the right uh, the right aperture, so it looks like the background and the foreground are just bunched up together. You know, and that's the stuff that um, that you 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 just have to you know pay attention to. But on this one, I think I got it. I think I showed the you know got a sense of depth. Um, but so this guy was actually posing, that guy on that rock was posing for somebody that was way down at the bottom getting a picture from him. And this dog, that's not his dog. That dog was just a friendly dog. And, and, and his family, you know, his family, they, they were a nice family as well. You know what I mean? I think that's, that's, that's another reason why I didn't get real bent out of shape when they had him off the leash because the family was so nice. They were just like, you know, just 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 a nice family, and um and so that dog would just wanted to go meet everybody, and when it when I saw that guy going up there, he was trying to get the courage to hang his legs over that rock. Um, I saw that I, I knew the dog wasn't with him because I knew I, I saw you know what I saw the I knew I, I was paying attention to what family the dog belonged to, and so right before that. Right before I, I got that shot is when the guy was looking back. He was looking nervous. And the guy who was taking the picture was like, you know, trying to direct him. Like, hey, just hang your, you know, don't worry about the dog. Hang your legs over. And, and the guy was like looking back. And he was just kind of scooching up. And I caught him right as um, I could tell the dog was getting ready to turn around. I actually got those shots, too. I got the ones that the dogs turned around as well. But uh, I, I, I was wondering, like, you know, I was just waiting. And I was going to try to capture it with the Zeiss icon, but I was like, nah, I want to make sure I get it. So I pulled up the K3 and then, um, uh, you know, it just popped off a couple of shots. I actually did a bracketing. I bracketed, uh, I bracketed over and under about a stop. And... You know, because I, I don't I don't use a ND filter or a polarizing filter or anything. So I wanted to make sure that I can get it and get the sky and everything without having to do a lot of editing. And I and I actually got it. You know what I mean? So so that I, you know that was that was probably one of the better shots with people in it 
that I got of that day. You know, I got I got some shots of my kids and stuff. Uh, I got some I got some awesome landscapes, you know, with no people in it. Uh, just just total landscapes. But that was probably one of the best, better ones that I got that actually had, uh, you know, that, that actually had some people in the picture. Um, because it was it was you know it was pretty much how I how I saw the picture and, and what I was going for. Uh, I like the composition that I got, you know, showing the vastness along with keeping that dog right on the edge and still uh, getting a sense of how high that guy <laughs> was up there on that rock. So, so it came out. But, you know, when I was up there, you know, even though my, my family was patient, I didn't want to put them through that. I, I initially wanted to bring my tripod and my 4x5 camera my Franken 4x5. I wanted to bring that, but I was like, no, nah, let me not push it. You, you know, let me not, let me not uh, push it too much. But uh, yeah, I can see, I can see a whole pro project out of that. As a matter of fact, um, I found some more scenic drive type thing that we're gonna do in state. You know, I've been, I've been wanting to do some in-state trips for a while now and, and get to see some of these uh sites right here in my own state um my wife even said she was like you know we've been here we've been here all this time and we've never we've never driven up uh we've never driven up pike's peak you know we she's like we never driven up pike's peak and so i was like yeah you know we've been here and, and we've never we've never driven up there um one reason was because the roads were weren't that good until like you know recent years as, as far as i can remember i remember like the, the one time I, I wanted to go um the one time i wanted to drive up it, it was it was when the roads were pretty bad and they were doing um they were doing work and uh you know so i was like that's that's when i took the cog rail i took the cog road up there but yeah, I can see myself driving up there uh, a few more times and, and making a whole project out of it. So um, I'm gonna put that I'll put that on the list on the to-do list of projects. That along with scenic byways and scenic drives. And the scenic byways thing is <clears throat> is something I wanted to do like 10 years ago. You know, that's something I've been wanting to do. The scenic byways and highways and. And just stopping along and, and getting these getting these shots because a lot of times we are driving and we see like these signs that say scenic overlook and we never stop. You know, we just keep going because usually we own like time constraints. But I was like, you know what, let's just make that the trip just to just to go on these uh, scenic drives and let's just make that to be the the, uh, the, the, the the trip, you know, the vacation is to drive these scenic highways and these scenic byways and get some shots and stuff like that so so yeah you know we able to able to do that and um it was pretty fun pretty good thing so anyway that's it that's it for this episode of straight talk uncut like i always say i don't know a lot but what i do know i talk straight about this has been straight talk uncut and until next time next time talk to you guys in the next episode